What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another Give Me a Holler podcast. Nice. This week with us, we have Aaron Fern. Give a quick hello, man. Hey, everyone. How's it going? I'm very happy to be here. How are you, Kenny? I'm good. I'm good. Um, That's good. I don't know if they're going to be able to answer at home, but I'm good. I hope they are. Anyway, if Leave they're not, the that's kind of concerning. I, this, <laughs> but um, if you don't know, Aaron, he's a singer-songwriter. He's a producer. He's he's a musical boy, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> uh, he released an album at this point, I don't know, a few decades ago. I think it yeah. was like probably like five months ago in actual. Yeah, it was like it was like six ish. <laughs> yeah, six ish. Cinematic. Ago. So you gotta stream yes. that. Uh, he's got a newer single, I think, that came out in June. Yes. Loving yeah. a Stranger. Both those are out everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, other places probably. Yes. Um the other <laughs> I mean they don't really matter, but there are other places. I mean, I'm sure there's other places. <laughs> title, you know, uh, Yeah. Napster, uh illegally oh, downloaded if you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Risky. Uh, how's everything going though, man? Pretty good. Everything's going well. Um, yeah. I haven't been doing a ton of writing and producing lately because I've been working and trying to pay bills. But you know, I've been trying to keep up my creative processes as much as I can. Yeah. But you know, things are going well. How about you? Hey, not too bad, man. I I completely understand. You know, money yeah. is important. Yeah. And what we're doing. <laughs> We're not making much of it. You're right. You're very right. <laughs> so hopefully one day, but I completely get that. Also, yeah. didn't mention Aaron Fern, host of uh, Just One Fern. Yeah. Um, there'll probably be a link there. Uh, I was on an episode along with yeah. Jordan, who Definitely was also go on check this that podcast out. a little bit ago. Not an actual episode because I fucked it up. <laughs> but, you know, check out that. Check out our episode Definitely. with Aaron. Uh, it was pretty fun. Uh, we did it was some a great fun time. I had gags. a great time. I think it was fun. What was it like? Two yeah. truths and a lie. That was pretty epic. Yeah, um, that was a good. But yeah, good game to play. I had a blast with that. That was really fun. Um, I, I want to talk to you about um, what inspired you to use the zoom background on your just one ferns? Because that was really cute. But I was like, what inspired him to do this? Because you're not using it right now. I was wondering if you were gonna. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't use it now. Um, <laughs> so when I was, I don't know where, where I was, I think it was at Fredonia when we were filming just one fern for mm -hmm. like hail Fredonia records. We just had like this plain white background and I thought it was hilarious, but I thought, what if we like got a cardboard cutout of like a Jimmy Fallon set and just <laughs> stuck it behind us? Like, and so that was the closest thing I could get to that because I thought that would be hilarious and it ended up being just as funny because it looks not great. <laughs> and so, so it's my favorite thing. And everyone's like, Aaron, that looks really good. <laughs> like, No, I know it doesn't. You don't have to lie to That's me. That's the point. For the bit. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was so it was so funny. I log on and you're just sitting there and there's <laughs> I'm like what the hell is going on? I'm like, where is he in a spaceship? And if you could see my actual setup, it's terrible. I was like, I'm on the floor, like not right now, but I was like on the floor. I had a green screen behind me. Like just my room is a disaster. It was so bad. Uh, well, you know. Hey, your uh, closet doors back there are looking pretty nice. So thank you. You yeah. kind of look like um, a neutral background. Yeah, I don't know if you watched uh, a lot of news in late March, but every uh, news reporter would sit like in front of their in yep. front of their closet, and they'd be yep. like, "So what's going on with this COVID <laughs> thing?" Yeah, there's like, only one right, wall in their house that they could actually <laughs> use. 
Yeah. Now everyone's got to figure it figured out because now they got mm-hmm. like a bookshelf behind them and it always has their book. Everyone yeah. has a book nowadays and it always has their book. You're so <laughs> right. I've never noticed that before, but you're definitely right. <laughs> and um, some people are taking an extreme though. I saw, I forget what show it was. It was like some sports show. And oh, yeah. one of the guys on it had a big gigantic cardboard cutout, but it was of the front cover of his book. So instead oh of like God. just having a book, his whole background yeah. was his fucking book. Oh my I was god! Like, what? <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I feel was... like that's something that <laughs> I love him to death. I feel that's something Jordan Cohen would do. <laughs> Cohen, he would, he would have this giant. Just here's me, next to me, <laughs> and I think that would be so funny. He's I want like, him to do that here's really. Here's my bad. album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he would have it in front of him, I think. I don't oh, think definitely, have it behind yeah. Him. That'd be so funny. Of so, course he but would. But, like, you couldn't read what was on the book. Besides, you could see, like, his face peeking out and, like, the top <laughs> line. I was like, I don't yeah. even know what this book is called. <laughs> it's just his face. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I, I know oh. you have a book. I can see yeah. that, but I can't buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have a description on Sports Center. I don't, I don't quite. <laughs> oh, um, man. Yeah, but let's... Uh, Let's jump into maybe music, because that's what we're here sure. to discuss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go on some tangents. You know, it's no all problem. Fun. But, uh, you know, you got a semi-new song. It's a mm-hmm. couple. When did it actually come out? Do we do we know? Uh, it came out June 19th. June 19th. So yes. uh, from the day this is being recorded, two months to the day, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. <laughs> so uh, I'm dating this podcast. So then when yeah. it comes out in a week <laughs> and a half, everyone will be like, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> oh, but you want to talk about like, um, like what inspired the song, like how songwriting went for that? Yeah, sure. So, it took a long time to write this song. So at first, I wrote the little like ba 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 ba. That thing was like last summer in like June. I wrote that, and it like I was just walking to my job one day, and I was like just coming up with melodies in my head, and I came up with that one. And so it literally just sat in my computer for months and every so often I'd open it and add something else to it. And then it wasn't until quarantine that I was like, you know what? That's enough. I need to actually finish this (laughs) thing because it's been months. I need to do it. Um, But I didn't really know what I wanted to write it about. Like lyrically, I didn't know, you know, what other production aspects I wanted to add to it. And then I watched this live stream of AJR's Ryan Met. And he was went through the production of his songs and I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And I took a lot of their elements that they used and I threw it in there, just added random sounds like Mm -hmm. I haven't finished my how I made videos. But uh, in the verses, there's actually a line from the movie Gone with the Wind. Um, And then there's also this like bear that's just roaring like it's a bear roar that's just in there. And I kind of just little things to flavor it up. Um, and then I ended up just writing about, you know, things that are happening in my life and, you know, feeling kind of stuck where I am and, uh, kind of dealing with, you know, certain things going on in my personal life. Um, kind of, you know, how you write a song about everything, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of how it went. It was a long process, but I think in the end it, it really turned out well. And it was my first time actually writing, recording, mixing and mastering a whole song start to finish. So I was really proud of it. Yeah, I think that's really cool, man. I was going to ask, actually, like, right after we got this, I was like, what's up with those horns? Where where did they come from? But yeah. yeah. I think that's really cool how that's how it started. You just heard that little, 
little melody. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I just threw that. I threw that trumpet in there, and I ended up uh, calling my friend Justin from high school, and he plays trombone. And I was like, "Hey, man, can you record like some doubles for this?" And he's like, "Yeah." And it was it was awesome. I also did the same thing with my friends Jimmy and Mac from Fredonia, mm-hmm. and they play strings, and I had them record um, the string parts, and it just oh, it was so cool. I layered them with like MIDI strings and real strings. Mm-hmm. It was just. It, I, I was so happy with the outcome. Yeah, I was actually going to ask. I was like, I really can't tell if this is like MIDI or or real because yeah. it's like a cool like combination where some parts sound like really real and then other parts are like, it's MIDI, right? You're like, come on. Yeah. Come on, that's MIDI. Yeah, exactly. But, it's, it's kind of a – it makes – you know, like you said, it makes the listener kind of, mm-hmm. you know, confused a little bit and really like digging in, trying to find out, you know, is this real or not? Mm-hmm. And it's both like yeah. the entire time it's mm-hmm. layered. So like there are MIDI strings and MIDI horns playing, but then there's also real horns and real strings playing. So it's mm-hmm. it's really cool to do that. It's a big like production trick that I just recently learned. Yeah, I think that's a really cool. I think it creates like a unique sort of sound. It's not like, ooh, look, look at me and my smooth ass yeah. horns. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's um, really cool. I was going to, I guess this is a good segue. Segways are cool. Um, so Segways producing cool. in general, like what got you sort of into it? Like how did you start producing? Like what inspired you? Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, it took me like a long time to really like get down to business with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I felt like I didn't start to write my own music like for myself until I was a sophomore in high school. I mean, no, sophomore in college, sorry. In high school, I was in two different bands. Um, I wrote a few songs, you know, it was it was kind of a group mm-hmm. collaboration type of thing. Um, but when I got to college, I was on my own. So it was the first time I was able to write something after I got out of this band that I was in freshman year. Um, and so I started to write a bunch of pop stuff because that's my passion and I then started to really get into um, like diving into albums, how they're created, how they're made. I started watching a bunch of videos um, from like Pharrell Williams and uh, Timbaland, you know, all these people that did early 2000s pop and mm-hmm. rap, all of their production styles, how they did that. And I was just really intrigued by it. Um, and so I started to, you know, I bought Logic. I started to, you know, acquire all these different um you know, plugins and midis and all this other stuff. And I just practiced. I just kept practicing and practicing and writing my own music, failing a lot, you know? <laughs> like, sometimes I'll start something, I'm like, that's terrible, but you learn something, so I guess that's fine. Yeah. Um, but I just love helping other musicians, and I think that's what brought me to that. Because I, as much as I love making music for myself and writing my own mm-hmm. stuff, when someone comes to me with a song, I get so excited because it just, if someone has an idea, I would never want them to feel like it's a bad idea mm-hmm. or that they don't, you know, this couldn't make it, you know? So I always have that mindset of let's try and make this work. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't, you know, we yeah. can't really feel bad mm-hmm. about that, but I just love getting something to sound perfect. I just, I mm-hmm. love that feeling. Yeah. Um. How did you like, Um. I know you said that like you got logic and you've been like, on and off learning it for like a long, long time. And I got serious yeah. recently, but how did you sort of learn? Did you like teach yourself or did you watch videos by someone or did you like take classes? What was up? It was kind of a mix of all of those things. Um, I never took a class, but my friend Dave, uh, who I'll probably talk about when we talk about some other songs, but he produced most of cinematic. Hmm. Um, and so I would, during our sessions, I would just sit and watch 
and just like take mental notes of everything that he's doing. And he'd be like, this plugin, you should get this plugin. And so I'd like write it down and I'd like start messing with things on my own when I had this, you know, the chance to do that. Um, but so he was kind of like my mentor almost with logic. And I kind of learned a lot through him. And then also, you know, watching YouTube videos. But yeah, like you said, it's a lot of trial and error. Just, you know, you know, try things. If it doesn't work, then you're at least learning how to use it, you know? Um, yeah. So that's kind of how I got into that. Yeah. Like I know um, for myself, I think I, I learned a lot from producing, from just making random songs that turned into Lilac Dream songs. Yeah. But like just yeah. random ass, I would just put parts together. I'd be like, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. And then it's just a lot of trial and error. And then I'd be like, oh, wait. And then the next day I'd boot it up. I'd be like, no, wait, that does not sound cool at all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's so important, man. Just to like, if you've been working on something and you think it's amazing, like it's the best thing you've ever made, go to sleep and wake up and listen to it again because it will, yeah. it will totally be like, no, you need to work on this more. You will no longer think it's good. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I think, man. I think it's really good to, um, take your time with music it's something i struggle with i i finished something i'm like that's it that's it i posted that day i'm like i put it up i'm like it's gonna be distributed in three weeks and then like in two weeks later i start listening to it i'm like i can't say i don't like it now because it's gonna get released yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i have i couldn't agree with you more like i i have that same problem where i'm just like man i gotta get this out Mm -hmm. like this is this is good i'm gonna finish it Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get it out and then i'm like no, you mm-hmm. should probably wait yeah. a few months because you need to work on it a lot more. Um, but I think that's something, you know, independent artists struggle with yeah. is because we have to put out music. Mm-hmm. We need content constantly. It's just it's insane how the industry works that way. But, you know, that's why it's so hard to not have that mindset. Yeah, I think um, I think um, words. Wait, I had something. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely had English. something. English. <laughs> I... I'm going to stitch together. This is completely unrelated. I think in every single episode, I have said words. Give me a second. (laughs) In every single one. Do a little collage like words, (laughs) words, words. When I was filming with with M before the podcast even started, she was like, yeah, I know, Kenny, you're probably going to need a few seconds to think of words once or twice. (laughs) I was like, stop. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's Uh, funny. But yeah, I think personally, I've... um, really struggled with uh, just releasing stuff too soon. And I've talked about it before. This is my only place that I ever talk about Lilac Dream stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not releasing anything to the end of the year. I I said on the episode with M that I might be quitting. I don't know if that's true. Oh, really? But yeah, I don't know. I just don't really feel... I haven't written a song in like eight months. I've just kind of been putting mm-hmm. out stuff that's on my computer every once in a while. Gotcha. I'm like, I don't want to just yeah. sit on things. But yeah, it's okay to take a break, you know, man, I feel like Mm -hmm. sometimes you need to like after cinematic, I stopped writing. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I need a minute. And until something came to me, Mm -hmm. that's when I started writing. again. So I think, yeah, it's okay to do that. It's crazy. It's important. Because like between um, August of last year and November, I wrote like Mm -hmm. a million songs because I wrote an album. And then before the album was even out, I had like six singles ready to go for Lilac Dream stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was just like, no. And then I wrote music for art, ga- art galleries, which is like a c- completely mm-hmm. different thing. It's barely writing. It's just yeah. arpeggiated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then again, it was just like done. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm like, I ha- has this process. I have written a jumped song into. since February. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I love music for art galleries, though. I think that's like it really soothes me. I could either do work to it or I could like fall asleep to it. There's just so many different ways you can use it, and I think it's great. Logic was really struggling with that one. It took yeah. over an hour to export. It's I don't so know how long. That, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think it would take half the length of the song to export. <laughs> the thing is, I yeah. wrote music for art galleries on an Amtrak train back up to Fredonia. No way. Before the spring semester last year. I wrote the whole thing the on worst. the Amtrak train. I had a MIDI keyboard on my lap and the computer on like the little shelf that comes oh out. My. Yeah, yeah. And I played it and I was like, that sounds kind of cool. What if I just don't do anything else and just start arpeggiating <laughs> it? <laughs> That's then, awesome. And then I wrote it and I made a version that was like eight minutes. But the problem is you have to process it and you don't know how okay. it's going to sound because yeah. it's all like randomizer arpeggios. Mm-hmm. So every time I played it for myself, it sounded different until I actually released okay. it. So I had to do yeah. it like three times until I found a version where I liked the first minute of it. And after that, I was yeah. like, I don't know what else to do. I'll listen <laughs> to it. But I'm Whatever the happens, best happens. that's going to happen. <laughs> that's so funny. So yeah, that was kind of crazy. Yeah, man. Maybe uh, next. Next stop, a 24-hour song. <laughs> There's That would be oh, insane. That would be awesome. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. There's some movie that's being streamed on like YouTube that's like a month long. It's being streamed starting January 1st. Let me look it a up. A month long? Let me look it up. That's month terrifying. long movie. Yeah, it's called Ambiance. And it's just like they had a seven-hour trailer. The trailer was seven hours, and it was, like, one take. And I watched it for, like, 20 minutes, and it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I think that it only could be weird. I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's only one way that could end. I Like, I have no clue what's going on in it. I don't know if there is a story or if it's just a bunch of weird <laughs> things pieced together. Like, I, yeah. My brain wow. was hurting trying to watch it, but everyone, um... Yeah. Everyone stream ambiance uh, starting... Yeah. Uh, go do it now. Take it, take a month off. Go do it. Well, the weird thing is, is that it's streaming for a month, and then they're mm-hmm. destroying it. So it's never going to be up again unless people re-upload it. So unless That's anyone crazy. has the power to record all 720 hours, which is 30 days of the movie, yeah, it will never be up again. So I kind of want to watch it because I'm like, yeah, you know. Oh my god, that's kind of, kind of brilliant marketing. Honestly, yeah, honestly, <laughs> like it's kind of like, smart. I don't know how long it would take to edit a seven hundred and twenty hour movie, but I don't understand. I don't know why I would only have it be seen once. <laughs> yeah. But you know, to that's each their so own. Uh, Swedish wow, director. Yeah. Maybe they do it differently in Sweden. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting back sort of on track. Um. <laughs> What kind of, uh, what music have you been listening to lately? Any new artists, any old stuff, any whatever, what, what you've been listening to? Yeah, man. Uh, so I've kind of been all over the place. Like I usually am. Um, but right now I've really been getting into Charlie Puth's music. Mm. Um, I, I feel like he's very underrated. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, he has a really solid fan base. Um, but I feel like in the grand scheme of things, I feel like, like he's very underrated as a musician he's very smart um jacob collier just Mm. came out with a new album that's very good it's i honestly it's probably my favorite because he has Jesse volume one two and three Uh now three is my favorite so far i think it's because it 
speaks to my pop heart a little bit. Um, yeah. And then I've also been looking into the productions of like 2000s music. Like um, I really, really uh, love Love. Um, I think it's called Love Song by Sarah Bareilles. Mm. Um, that song came up on like my shuffle and I was like, oh, my God, I haven't heard this in so long. And it's such That's a good a song. Like it's incredible. So yeah, I've been like kind of doing some throwbacks and listening to some old songs and you know seeing what made them successful. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I haven't um gotten a chance to listen to the new uh, Jacob Collier yet, but I'm going to. It's very I wrote good. it down, I but I recommend. Haven't. So we'll <laughs> that's what always happens. To I have me a too. list, and I never make it through the list, but I pick. Yeah, it's like a it's like a movie. It. You have to schedule yeah. out. You know, you can't. I for me I can't do anything else while I'm listening to an mm. album the first time because mm-hmm. I need to actually like pay yeah. attention to what's going on. It's I feel exactly the opposite. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I can't listen to an album the first time and not do something else. Whether it's wow. I usually do okay. it while I'm like driving, which okay. is a big one. But if if I'm not like during quarantine, I would be like playing like just like a mindless video game. Not like an okay. action-packed one, just like one that's yeah. very like kind of calm, and just yeah. something to keep me engaged. Because otherwise, I'll get distracted and be like, "Oh, there's a new YouTube video out," and then I'll turn it off <laughs> yeah. three songs in, no matter if I like it or not. So, yeah. So yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, then I pick like six songs, and then I listen to them for like four months, and then I have another yeah. process of a month where I listen to a bunch of new albums, and then I listen yeah, to yeah. the same seven songs. Yeah, so, I kind of get in that groove too. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's kind of crazy, but you know, definitely. It, yeah, it is what it is. I yeah, I've been listening to like the same. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, like same five songs. Uh, yeah, two of them are kind of new. Uh, the most, uh, the most listened to one though is "Betty" by Taylor Swift because icon icon she has a nice. harmonica in her fucking chorus that's iconic that is that is iconic <laughs> you know it's funny that you that you bring up taylor swift i think she's such an incredible musician um and i've never been someone who will just sit down and listen to her music i just have mm-hmm. never been like you know what this these songs speak to me because i don't think i don't think they do and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that but i oh i respect her uh-huh. so much like she's incredible at what she does yeah i think uh there's something about i know she has like a bunch of co-songwriters and stuff like mm-hmm. that so yeah. i'm not just saying her but there's something about the way that she writes music mm-hmm. that's just so like cool yeah and then sometimes i feel like her music kind of gets lost on the production end which i feel kind of bad about because there's certain songs even on the new album and i love the new album mm-hmm. that like i'm like Oh, I wish the production was different on this one. Yeah. I like the song itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've yeah, I understand that feeling. But yeah, it's it is what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jumping back into maybe your music, one song sure. off of Cinematic that I do want to talk about mm-hmm. is um I think it's like your most listened to one, at least on Spotify currently. I don't know if okay. it's the total. Uh Leaps and Bounds. Yeah. Um I really like the song. It's one of my favorite off the album. You want to talk about Thank like you. um, what inspired it, how that one got to be where it is? Yeah, so that's actually a it's actually a really not really a long story, but the song itself I wrote it um, in Mason Hall my freshman year. Mm. Um, wow! So it was like a really old song, mm-hmm. and I brought it to my band East Atlantic. Um, 
And so we played it and recorded it. So out there, there's a recording of Max, Lucas, Liam, and I playing that song. I don't know where it is. I don't know what happened to it, but it's out there. Um, and so it was completely different. So the song that you hear now, it sounds nothing like what we did originally. Hmm. And so when our band kind of went our own separate ways, um, I was like, I just never thought I'd use the song again. Hmm. And so I was recording, um, which song was I recording? I think I was recording like Whiplash or something with uh, my friend Dave and I was like, hey, like, what do you think of this? He's like, do you have any other songs? And I played this, you know, the, the mm-hmm. chorus for him. He's like, we're going to do that. And I was like, oh, OK. And he came up with this like really kind of ambient, um, mm-hmm. almost Billie Eilish style song. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, this yeah. is so great. Mm-hmm. And I ended up singing it completely different. I was so much softer mm-hmm. with my voice and more of like a spoken um, like I'm having a you know small conversation mm-hmm. with someone. But the song was actually about, um, like, my high school days and, like, mm-hmm. people in my life that were leaving and um, kind of how I was not in a good spot at the time and um, I was struggling a lot with relationships in my life. And so it's like having a few people in your life to really hold on to. Um, and when you have those people you're so much better off than when you're alone. Because f- for me, I hate feeling alone. I think mm-hmm. it's one of the, my least favorite feelings in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's kind of what it's about. It's about recognize what you have when you have that chance to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, really cool. I think it's really well written. I Thank you. I don't know if we may have talked about um, this song before, like just us. Because I remember Maybe. the story of you bringing up East Atlantic when we yeah. were talking about something and how and, there was a recording of something. So was it, is there another song that was also an East Atlantic song or just this song? Um, it was just this one for okay. right. I'm okay. That I did. Yes. Um, yes, yes. There might be, uh, I'm so East Atlantic. We recorded a whole album. We have like mm-hmm. nine or 10 songs. Yeah. Um, okay. I, like I said, I Where have no, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's whatever. How about we um, yeah. have an episode of the podcast where I get you all on? And it's like a trial, and I figure out where the <laughs> we figure out where the missing album went. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that should happen. Okay, I'm just saying, I'll, I would I'll, I'll be so down. We'll have a special edition East, of the Atlantic, East Atlantic East Atlantic reunion. We uh-huh. could do it like Oprah style or like Doctor <laughs> Phil. Like that'd be so funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So that'll definitely be a thing. Uh. Leave a like on the video if you want want an East Atlantic reunion, Um, but But also uh, a trial. Leaps and Bounds is kind of its own like thing on the album. I feel like it's so different from everything else Mm -hmm. on there because everything else is kind of like in your face, you know, loud, you know, lots of production, Mm -hmm. multiple layers, and this one's kind of just like a few a few different tracks (laughs) and my voice, and that's about it. Um, That's all you need sometimes. Yeah, it's just it's really. Mm It's a very sad song if you listen to it. Like mm-hmm. it is, it is very sad. But um, I don't know. It's one of my most emotional songs I think I've ever written in general. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think people who have been watching the podcast will definitely start to uh, clue in to that. I love the the sappy ballad of the album. No matter yeah. what the album is, it's like I, I need the sappy ballad. <laughs> yeah, it's important. You got to have it in there. Yeah, everyone's like, wow. Um, 
<laughs> I wasn't really expecting to talk about this one. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's the one I like. I'm like, no, everyone yeah, else probably I... likes the fast one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah, I love that song. I think it's it's one of my favorites that I've written. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad it um it's not just me. I know other times it's like I listen to one song and then everyone else is listening to another song. Yeah. It's like I keep bringing up me with superficial. All I listen to is I don't think I want to know. Not yeah. that all their other songs aren't fantastic, but yeah, I, all the streams that I don't think I want to know on Spotify, I think are me. I think I've listened yeah. to it at least <laughs> six hundred times. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I saw your tweet about that, and that was funny. <laughs> My favorite one off that EP that they have is "Open Heart." I just think uh, that oh, "Open Heart" so good too. I love the pew pew. That uh-huh. one's so good. <laughs> Oh, we need a, a full version of they tweeted like open heart slowed and reverb and it was epic. We need a full oh, that's version. Oh, so cool! Of that. Yes, we do. Um, but yeah, let's jump into a little segment I like to call the Instagram deep dive. Now we have a very <laughs> oh, special photo today. Oh no! Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. Bang! Oh, Look at him. He's cheesing. <laughs> August 1st, 2014. So oh that my is God. six years ago. And yeah. which is crazy. That's so um, funny. That's um so, I before I had chest hair. <laughs> well, that Very would be me today. Aaron. So you <laughs> so I mean to each of their own. That was That's, not what I was <laughs> referring to. <laughs> But, you know, now that you bring it up, sure. There's no <laughs> chest there there. Okay. If I was wearing that, that's how I would look. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, how how long, I'm cringing. Ugh. <laughs> how long did you do um karate? So I did karate for about 10 years. Um, mm. Yeah, I started when I was seven. I got my black belt when I was 17. Mm. Um, no, I think it was 16 or 17. I don't know. It's one of those two years. Uh, yeah, I did it for a really, really long time, and it was it was intense. Um, yeah, so that was the day I got my black belt. Not many people know that I'm a black belt. Um, oh, it was a very interesting time in my life. I didn't really appreciate it at the time, but it definitely helped me grow a lot as a person when I look yeah. back at it. I think that's really cool. I uh, I never would have guessed that, you know, Aaron <laughs> from the black belt. Yeah, I yeah. Like, I, I probably shouldn't be uh, cracking jokes at your expense. <laughs> you're going to come back to Fredonia and beat my ass with some nunchucks or something. I used, no, I used to get just demolished when I would have to fight people. It'd be so uh, bad. I, like, hated it. Um, but, yeah, it was, it, it was a good time. I'm really glad that, you know, I had those years of my life. And, you know, my instructors were incredible. Um, they're still you know, doing great things. Um, I think so I, was, um, I was very lucky. I think the reason why I picked this photo is because you look so different yet exactly the same. In <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. You look so different, yeah. but I can't distinguish one actual thing that's different when I'm looking back between you and now and then. It really looks so similar. different. It just it's more of more of a baby uh, face, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, the hair is very similar. Yeah. I was looking at it and I was like, I can't tell if he looks exactly the same or entirely different. <laughs> I was like, and there's no in between. I was like, what yeah, is going there's on? There's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'm glad uh, I got to share that with everyone. Yeah, um, me too. So, that was fun. So don't fuck with Aaron. Uh, <laughs> he's probably a little rusty since that was six years ago. I, I am definitely a little rusty. But, Over quarantine, I started to use the punching bag that I have here ooh. again, and it just wasn't working out. <laughs> What's like the first belt you get? Because you're probably still at least at that level. 
It's a white belt. Yeah, yeah white belt, yeah. <laughs> I mean, still, I'd probably get fucked up by a white belt, so. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> transitions are weird. Uh, <laughs> Segways are weird. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to do my best Bo Burnham. You, you yeah. had the one up. Maybe, I love so. that stand-up. <laughs> That's, um... Let's talk about one more song off cinematic. Just I don't want to go too long here. My watch time is about four minutes per person, so no one's watching at this point. (laughs) So it doesn't really matter what we say. Oh man, yeah. But (laughs) let's talk about the jungle because that's um. I think those are my two favorites: are leaps and bounds in the jungle. When the jungle came out as a single, I don't remember when that was. I think it was like the beginning of the school year last year or something. The jungle came out actually. um, It was. spring it was april of my junior year yes 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 all right yeah because i i remember i didn't really actually know you like i knew who you were and like we had interacted but i didn't actually know you but i was like this song is good yeah thanks man and i remember um it was Oh, I don't remember what it's called. Like an RHA dinner because I was on my residence hall in Hendricks Hall. And one of the people on RHA had like a Spotify playlist and your song came up on it. And everyone was like, whose is this? And they were like, it's Aaron. It's his (laughs) new song. And they were like, oh, my God, Aaron. (laughs) For some reason, I have such a distinct memory of that. It's (laughs) so inconsequential. Yeah. um, Where did... um, where did that song come from? Because I know it was ri- it was uh, well before like the album, but so that's probably mm-hmm. why it sounds different than a lot of the other songs in the album. But yeah. I think it's a really cool um, song off of it. You want to talk about like what inspired it, stuff like that? Yeah, sure. So uh, at the time that I was working on that song, um, I was really into Panic at the Disco. Um, their new stuff was like mm-hmm. just it's all I listen to just constantly. And so it's heavily inspired by them. And also it's inspired by Mariana's Trench when it, um, like at the end there where I like build up those harmonies and we go into the last chorus, like that's a super Mariana's Trench staple. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of took that. Um, but the writing itself was me and uh, my good friend Dave. We both wrote it together. He came up with, a, I brought him that bass line and he was like, oh, here we go. And so <laughs> we wrote this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um and so the vocals um, were really hard to do because I had to like scream them. Like I was just shouting the entire time. But um, the, the song itself, I was so, I don't know how I came up with those lyrics because they're so strange. It's like, why am I talking about a jungle? I don't know how I got to this point, but I ended up making it make sense. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it's supposed to be me talking to myself at a time where I needed to just wake up and like, I needed to start focusing on myself and like do better with myself. And not, I'm not saying it worked, but that's like what the song was about. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And so the whole point of it was just to have this big in your face Uh song. And I, I think we accomplished that. Yeah. I was the thing that stands out, especially on the album, but just in general with the song, or like the drums because they just come out of nowhere especially yeah. in the chorus you're like what album am i listening to? <laughs> yeah 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 um it's like a super hard uh-huh. hip-hop trap beat like yeah, it's all of so a sudden hard. it just goes off yeah yeah man <laughs> um who um 
Was that like your idea or was that uh, more Dave? And how did so, that come to be? This was like my first time moving into a pop genre. So everything else I'd written before were kind of like slow ballads or, um, you know, not really fast songs. Like I was, you know, in my emotional phases, I guess. Um, but when I, I was like, man, I want to write a fast song. I w- want to write something that's, you know, powerful and that really like just slaps the listener in the face when they're listening to it. And I, when I said I wanted it to be like similar to a panic song, he's like, well, doesn't panic do a lot of like, weird trap beats that you wouldn't expect and i was like yeah he's like okay let's do that (laughs) and so (laughs) we came up with that beat and it was uh yeah it was so it was so cool when he first played it for me like the whole thing i was like this is the coolest thing i've ever heard like i'm so happy that this is like my song yeah i think um it truly does like kind of slap you in the face yeah Uh, it's like you know, yeah, when that when that hit, <laughs> the, oh, the baseline comes in and then the claps come in, but they're more like slaps. They're like, yeah, yeah. When that <laughs> chorus comes in, it just boom uh-huh. right away, and you're yeah. in it. Like that's another thing I wanted to hook people in right away, and that baseline mm-hmm. hooks you in right away. Mm-hmm. I think um, I'm gonna do words twice. Give me a second. I need to think of words. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I think um. um the song is good. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I completely like just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm just That's trying to rebound. Just, yeah. Um, getting back on track is weird. Um, yeah, I think. Um, God. I... <laughs> uh, Aaron, you want to host the rest of this? <laughs> yeah. All right, just everyone. Now it's, it's just Every... one fern. Let's. Do... <laughs> Welcome back to Just One Holler, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Welcome God. back to the latest episode of Give Me a Fern. I'm Give your me- host, <laughs> Kenny Fern. <laughs> Give me a fern. That's hilarious. That's even better. Uh, um, and every yeah. episode we give someone a fern. We mail it to their house on the day that we record the podcast. They have to open it. <laughs> I don't know anything about types oh, of ferns. So I was going to make a joke where they're like, ah, this is a... But I don't know any any types Neither of ferns. Neither do I, man. So I yeah. uh, ah, this is a a fern. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh well, thanks. <laughs> oh man, is, is this going to be the clip that's um to advertise the podcast? It's going to be me not yeah. remembering words and then us talking about ferns. <laughs> it's exactly what it's going to be. It has to be um, that. I guess we're off of the jungle because I I had something to say there. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it was. The song's good. Go listen to it. Uh, Stream it. Spotify, Apple Music, other places probably. Um, Yeah. Uh, Do you have any um, plans for like future music or future Just One Fern? Or what what do you got planned for the future? Yeah. So um, for Just One Fern, I'm planning on hopping back in when I have a free minute. Um, I haven't really had a chance to, but it's definitely something I will continue. Um. And then for my music, uh, I do have a lot of stuff in the works. Um, right now, I'm trying not to rush anything because I have a lot of really good ideas and I want them to develop themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be working a lot with other artists. Um, I'm going to be starting some more songs with Jordan. Um, I'm going to mm-hmm. be working on a few collaborations with a few people that um, will remain nameless for now um, there you go. for the surprise. Uh 
but yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff that I have in the works. Mm -hmm. I probably won't be releasing anything for a few months, maybe. Um, But yeah, I definitely have some stuff in the works. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, Yeah, uh, I think we've mentioned it before, but probably not on this episode because I'm a bad host. Uh, Aaron produced uh, Jordan's latest EP. That's for yeah. sure. Did a Definitely very good listen job. To it. Uh, stream that or to stream Aaron's stuff. Uh, that supports him more, but either way, just support no. Aaron. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. I loved, yeah, Jordan's uh-huh. EP support is fantastic. Too, I guess. Those, yeah. <laughs> those songs are incredibly written uh-huh. and um, definitely go check them out because yeah. I would love to hear, you know, everyone's thoughts. I think you did below. a really good job on uh, producing them. I didn't listen to them. Uh, in the last week to remember a lot of what they oh, I thought like. I, you stopped talking. I thought you were just going to say, I didn't listen to him. No, I didn't listen but... to him ever. <laughs> no. I was going to be like, oh, you're going to say that on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest, Jordan. Uh, they fucking <laughs> suck. Sorry. No, <laughs> no they're really good. Uh, oh go God. listen to them. I, I was saying, usually that would be a good transition for us to talk about the EP and how yeah. you produce them. But I don't really... <laughs> remember what they sound like enough to talk about it so you go listen to it guys at home i'll probably go listen to it um (laughs) and you talk about it with jordan on that other episode so definitely go Go listen to that episode with jordan um shorter episode because i messed up the video so if you don't want to see me talk that's the perfect episode for you you can just hear me um oh man yeah man i think we uh I think we covered just about everything. You know, it was yeah, a dude. pleasure to have you on. And um, thank you for having me. Bye.